This call is being recorded. Good morning. How you doing? Who am I speaking with? This is Barbara. Who is that? This is Sister Julia. Hi, Sister Julia. How you doing, sweetie? Girl, I've been so sick from the smoking on my last party, so I had to take a break. Oh, my God. Okay. When I came home, I had to just take care of myself and go to the doctor and stuff. Okay, honey. Well, you you got to take care of yourself because you can't help nobody else if you don't take care of yourself. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be all right. Uh, is it too early to put in some playoffs that people told me to put in for Susie's not on yet. Susie's the host. She's not on yet. It's not quite 6 o'clock. Okay, well, let me call her and put, give it to her at home real quick. Okay. Okay, I'll call back. Okay, sweetie.
Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Susie. Has anyone else joined the call? Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning on this beautiful morning? Every morning is beautiful when Jesus and God is in our hearts. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call? Good morning, Victors. It's Krishanda. Good morning, Krishanda. How are you this morning? I'm doing wonderful. How about you? I'm great. Thank you. Great. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning, Susie. Hey, family. Lisa. Good morning, Lisa. Good to hear your voice. Good morning. Good to hear yours, too. You sound great. Thank you. Good morning. It's Barbara Adelodi. Good morning, Barbara Adelodi. Have a blessed day, everybody. Oh, you too. Anyone else like to say good morning? Anyone else join the call that would like to say good morning on this beautiful morning? Every morning we wake up is beautiful. Okay, well, it is time to move forward to the next segment of the call. But before we move forward, we ask that you mute your line so that we can proceed. And hello again. My name is Susie, and I am your hostess. And thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We're a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 o'clock a.m., Pacific Time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Be sure to stay tuned in with us for November for our monthly theme entitled Glory and Honor. You don't want to miss the messages, lessons, and heart shares that will be brought to you by our wonderful and gifted declarers. We do have two announcements today. Ladies, please join us tonight and every Thursday night for Walk It Out Women's Call. That's hosted by Ms. Lisa Porter. They will be going through the book entitled Emotionally Healthy Spiritually. It's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature by Peter Sazerone. The call does take place from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Time, right here 
by dialing the same number tonight. You will be blessed. Second, if you've been blessed by the call and would like to sew into it, please visit www.declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me forward slash declare victory. We pray, excuse me, we pray many blessings by your Heavenly Father. We return to you for your giving and trusting in Him. There were no prayer requests submitted on the app, but I do have a spoken prayer request from Sister Julia, who is asking prayer for herself and daughter, and for also for Bernadine and her grandson. The order of the call today is the declaration will be by Sharon. Praying and corporate praise will be by Diane. Then we will go right into the closing comments hosted by the declarer, Sharon. I'll repeat that for you. The declaration will be by Sharon. Praying and corporate praise will be done by Diane. Then we'll go right into the closing comments hosted by the declarer, Sharon. The scripture for today is 1 Timothy 1 and 17. Now unto the King, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. And before I do pass the call, I did want to mention Sister Yvonne. Let's keep her lifted up. And at this time again, we ask that you place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. And I now pass the call to the Declare Sharon. Everyone have a wonderful and blessed day. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Well, thank you, for giving me the um, beyond for giving me the opportunity to be on the call tonight. I mean, this morning, and um, just sharing um, a short synopsis of just how um, the courts of heaven changed my life. Um, I'll go directly into it. I have a book called um, The Realm for the Courts, and it just basically um, teaches um, about the courts of heaven, but from different aspects that wasn't mentioned inside of Robert Henderson's book and also um, Pray and Medic's book. Um, I combined information but also had revelatory information that was downloaded from the Holy Spirit to me that I also placed inside of the book. Without further ado, I'm just going to jump in. Um, my testimony behind finding out about the courts of heaven was that I was a part of a book club and they shared it inside of the book club. But prior to that, in 2016, my sister was diagnosed with a rare cancer called lymphoma. And at the time, I had just lost my father, maybe about two years prior to cancer as well. And I was in a relationship with Christ, but I was concerned and hurt because I felt like, oh my goodness, here, here this disease is trying to claim a life of a family member that it, that I love, that I cherish and admonish. Um, yet again, within a three-year span, I'm, I will face, our family was faced with another cancer case. And um, me being who I was um, 
at the time, I wanted nothing to do with God. I was out in the streets. I grew up in church all my life. I'm a PK. But during that time, I had left the church for a while and um, kind of just did my own thing, worked and did whatever it was that a mother was supposed to do. And when I found out that my sister was sick with cancer, it kind of took me to a place of, well, God, I don't know what to do, but I know you and I know what I was taught. I know that in your word it says that you are a healer. Um, I found myself in a place of a struggle um, coming back to him as far as relationship um, went. And um, the sickness inside of my sister's body pushed me further to a place of repentance, but also it brought me to a place of a profound relationship um, with knowing God and knowing and understanding the characteristics of God. Um, I found myself in my sister's room maybe about 5 o'clock in the morning, and I told God I'll trade you a life for a life. I'll give you my life, and I'll live this thing to the best of my ability, but you have to show up and you have to be the God that you that I was taught about. You have to be the healer. I need you to show up and show me that you are the healer that your word talks about. Without knowing any in-depth detail about the word and about how Daniel moved to a place of intercession due to captivity, I found myself operating in one of the strongest points that you can operate in inside the courts of heaven, and that's the place of the intercessor. It was then at that point that of, on August, um, I believe it was August 16, 2016, the father literally came in. I gave my life to him, and two weeks later, we went back into the hospital. And that same young lady, which is my sister, that was diagnosed with lymphoma, all the lymph nodes had completely um, went back to the regular size, and they could not find the um, superclavicle portion of it, which means clusters. It had all regulated. And from then on, I began operating inside of the courts of heaven. Um, Daniel, for instance, if you look inside of, um, of Daniel 9 and 13, he talks about how every curse was written against us in the law of Moses. It had came true. Yet we have refused to seek God from the Lord our God by returning from our sins and recognizing his truth. In Daniel 9, he found himself in, in, um, in chains of bondage due to open doors that was made from them turning away from God. And literally, God was just looking for someone within that generation, within that bloodline, to take a stand and to, to act as an intercessor, to move to the place of intercessory, and to begin to ask God to, to forgive them for their sins. That's one of the things that we do inside the courts of heaven. We repent. We renounce, and then we close doors. We cancel out any anything that we may have said, done, thought, there. We cancel all those things out, and we know that the blood of Jesus has the ability to wash away every bit of sin, transgression, and iniquity. But Daniel, back to him, he found himself in a place of intercession. He had found the writings of Jeremiah during that time. And basically, the writings of Jeremiah was a prophetic word. Like, Israel, if you guys don't get your life together, in so many words, you guys are going to be taken off into captivity. And Israel didn't heed the words. They didn't, they didn't heed the prophetic warnings of captivity due to their sins. And when Daniel found 
that prophetic word. When he found it, when he found the writings of Jeremiah, it grieved his spirit so to where he began to cry and he wanted understanding concerning what he had um what he had found. And after he understand after he understood or uh, the understanding came to him, um, literally he was moved to a place of making intercession for a body of people. And in Ezekiel, it literally talks, Ezekiel 23 and 30, it, it literally talks, God literally speaks to his people through the, through the mouth of Ezekiel. And he says, I literally, he says, I have searched the nations looking for one to make up the hedge that a nation might be spared. And basically what that translates to is that God is just looking for one person to stand up to make intercession on the behalf of a nation, which is multiple people, multiple individuals. It could be as little as one to it being thousands of individuals, just one person that has positioned in their hearts to stand before God um, at that place of intercession and literally open up their mouths and humble their hearts before him and ask God to move. But also moving forward, with those scriptures in Isaiah 43 and 26, he says, come and let us contend together. He said, state the case for your innocence. That's the NIV version of that, of that scripture. In the beginning portion of that scripture, he tells us to review the past. He literally wants us to go back and to take a look at every single thing that we've ever encountered inside of our lives, the good, the bad, especially when it comes down to what's called generational cycles. Some individuals inside of their um, bloodlines, they'll see that they have general, uh, generational uh, cycles of abuse. Some individuals struggle with um sexual abuse, why other individuals may struggle with um, alcohol and um, drug, drugs inside of their family. God literally says in Isaiah 43 and 26 to go and look back at the past. Review the case for me. State, state your case for your innocence. He literally wants us to go back to make a record of those things and to begin to utilize his laws and to put me in remembrance of my word is what the latter part of Isaiah 43:26 says. He literally wants us to write down what his word has to say with what we're currently faced with, what we're dealing with, what our loved ones are dealing with. If you're a person that is more or less on a national scale and God has called you to the nations, he wants you to review the past of that nation and begin to write down the things that they see going on, but also begin to write down the word of God so that you can counteract what the enemy is doing with the word of God. Now, I'm going to take you back just a bit further. In, in the beginning, in, on, in August of 2016, I began to look back at the past, and I began to tell God about the things that were done that were so unjust that just made no sense whatsoever. And without me knowing it, I began to operate, um, I began to operate in concordance with what his word stated in Isaiah 43 and 26. I began to put him in his word, in remembrance of his word. His word stated that he was Jehovah Rapha. And I began to put him in remembrance of his word. 
This is why Isaiah 43 and 26 is so important. He literally says that out of his mouth goes his word, and it cannot return unto him unfulfilled. And it an unfulfilled void, it just can't return to him undone. So I began to put him in remembrance of his word because I understood what his word says. He's not a man that he should lie. He's not the son of man. He doesn't repent. So I began to write down the things that I began to see going wrong moving forward inside of my life, inside of the life of my loved ones. I began to write down the things that I wanted for my children, and I began to line them up with basically what the Word of God, um, what the Word of God said concerning my house and my family. And um, for those of us that are on the line tonight, that literally um, this morning, that literally has been standing in the gap, in that place of intercession for our loved ones, um, Ezekiel. Ezekiel 23, 22 and 30 is a powerful scripture to stand on. We see that cross-referenced when you go back to the book of Genesis and you find out about Abraham and how Abraham took a stand, um, took a stand, not against God, but just took a stand for the sake of righteousness. He began to, he began to present his case to the Father concerning the doom that was placed or that was that was due to Sodom and Gomorrah like God this is not right you can't destroy a whole city like what if there's some righteous people inside of this city like you have to spare the righteous ones you have to spare the city God is looking for those that operate in the Abrahamic anointing and that's literally just a place of just intercession and trust like strong belief, like faith inside of God that no matter what what the oppositions are or what oppositions we face, we still stand on the word of God and we still trust him that his word can't go back to him unfulfilled. If he's a God of justice and we, we're seeing so much stuff that is not just happening, uh, happening around us, we have to begin to step into the place of intercession thereby causing God to move to a place of justice and render and overturn decisions in the favor of those that seek his face out. When you move forward and you begin to find out about the woman um, with the unjust judge, that unjust judge was literally in the city. When you break down that scripture and you begin to study it um, in its original context, you find out that this judge was taking bribes to make decisions. He was literally being paid to render decisions. That's why he was unjust. And that woman, unmoved by what everyone else was doing, we have to be moved by, we have to not be moved by what everybody else is doing, but stick to the laws of God, stick to the word of God. And the word is the laws. They govern our lives. One of the one of the names for the church is the ecclesia. That word literally means the governmental arm, the governmental body of Christ. That means that we have the ability to legislate and to rule and to reign according to the words of God. Legislate means to put laws into action and to make sure they're enforced. We enforce God's laws by standing on his word and putting him in remembrance of his word. Back to the woman with the unjust judge. She was not moved by what everybody else was doing. 
I can just imagine the individuals during that time, depending on what they needed to be rendered in their favor, they were probably doing all types of stuff to get the money, you know? And she was unmoved by the fact that everyone else around her or that has seen that judge um, literally was paying to get a verdict rendered in their favor. How many of us know that's listening today know that God is the just judge and he renders favors and he renders favor in concordance with his word, in concordance with his word. So once we begin to put him in remembrance, like I did in the beginning with my sister that had the cancer and her whole case was completely overturned within a two-week process. Once we begin to put him in remembrance of his word, it literally puts him into action. He has to get to moving because his word, it can't come back to him unfulfilled. Once somebody knows his word and begins to utilize it and appropriate the by a let me slow down. Once we begin to utilize the word of God and appropriate the rendered verdict of, of, the, of the cross, putting it into action through our day-to-day lives, it causes God to move in miraculous, miraculous ways. Now back to the lady with the, um, the woman with the unjust judge. She, day in and day out, she was getting turned down. Day in and day out. Nope, 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 nope. But she kept coming back. I took away some things from that story that were profound, that resonated so well inside of me. In the last part of the story, she eventually got what she came there for. The verdict was rendered in her favor, and she was not moved to compromise. Number one, we as believers, we have to stand on the word of God and not be moved to a place of compromisation. He told us to be in the world, but not of it. We are not moved by how the world moves, but rather we have to move to a place of standing on God's word through faith, having faith in him and having faith in the words that he has spoken because he said that his promises through Christ Jesus are yes, and he is the amen for us. So that lets us know that it's yes and amen concerning us and concerning his promises that are found inside of the word of God. This woman did not compromise to get what she what she needed, but she was consistent. So many times we find ourselves in prayer, um, almost feeling like, I don't know if I'm the only one that's online, but sometimes you get to a point in prayer where you feel like you're kind of hitting a glass ceiling. And that's when we have to entreat the whole and treat the Holy Spirit like no other. Sometimes it causes us to be moved to a place of fasting and consecration, shutting down everything, because we need the ceiling that's stopping the prayers to be removed so that our prayers are heard and there's a verdict that's rendered in our favor. Um, But the woman, she was consistently, day in and day out, even though she was turned down, day in and day out, she consistently showed up with the same petition. And that's what God is looking for. In the latter part of that story, literally, Jesus literally tells in that parable, he says, basically, when the Son of Man returns, will he find this type of faith on earth? Faith that in the end, when it doesn't look good, when all odds are stacked against us, will there be individuals that will not compromise and will keep the faith and stand on the faith until the verdict of justice is rendered in their favor?
But we know concerning the word of God that all we have to do is bring God the word. Once we present him his word, it can't come back and it can't not it can't come back to him unfulfilled. But we have to know the word of God and understand it in its entirety, understand it in its context. Not ever not just be hearers, but the word tells us to also be doers. That means that we are taking the word of God and we're enforcing it in our daily lives, in our minds, in our hearts. We are writing the words just like David said upon the tablets of my heart, like literally living this thing out to the best of our ability. And on the days that we fall short because we're just imperfect beings that are being perfected by God, right, through Christ Jesus, on the days we fall short, we got the grace here. Grace is not something that we just ride the backs of. I think that's what the problem was with the children of Israel. They just rolled the backs of God just being so gracious to a God to a point to where he had to thank his children and let them know that even though I'm a God of grace, even though being gracious is a part of one of my attributes, I'm still a father that corrects his children. A father that doesn't correct his children literally creates lawlessness. And how could a, a God that in, that has laws create individuals or allow individuals that are his to walk around and be lawless? So moving forward with operating inside of the courts of heaven, um, I want to encourage you guys to put the scriptures into play for you. Allow God to um, to hear you cry out day and night, even concerning just the little small things, the things that we feel like are insignificant. God is concerned about every aspect of our lives, like even the little small insignificant areas. He wants to know about it, and he wants us to make him, we want, he wants us to allow him to be inclusive on every area of our lives. There's a promise that's found inside of his word that says that in in all our ways, if we acknowledge him, he'll direct our path. And that's the thing that he wants to do concerning us when we get into the courts of heaven is to give us direction. One of the things that I love to do before I even enter into the courts of heaven is I'm always asking the Holy Spirit, like, you take control of this whole thing. Open up my eyes and my ears. Show me the, the, the things that I can see with my natural eyes, but also open up my spiritual eyes. Help me to see things that are deep, deeply embedded inside of the bloodlines of the individuals that I'm walking through the courts of heaven. Father, help me, use me to undo the stronghold that these individuals are facing. And without fail every time I acknowledge God and I ask for the Holy Spirit to lead and guide me. Without fail, there are literally cases that are overturned. We have to learn how to, um, as believers, how to acknowledge God and how to be led of his spirit, especially when it comes to generational strongholds and areas where we just fall short in. You know, there are supernatural downloads that the Father can give to us that will literally help save our lives, but also help save the lives of other individuals. In the latter part of um, the book, um, Daniel, in the ninth chapter, when he found himself moving to a place of inter intercession, there what they still had to stay their portion inside of captivity, but they came out just a bit early. 
And I believe one of the reasons why they came out of captivity a bit early was because of the intercession of Daniel. There's so many individuals that are um, that are connected to our lives that are literally held in both spiritual and natural captivity. We have the ability as kingdom heirs to move to the place of intercession and literally begin to cry out to God on the behalf of those individuals and the place of captivity. We literally have the right to speak to those chains and to command them to dissipate in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that... Um, that some things they don't go out, but by prayer and fasting. When we are moved to that prayer, that place of prayer and fasting, concerning those stubborn areas of strongholds, we'll literally see an overturning in the case, just like the woman that literally had to face the unjust judge day in and day out. So I'm just encouraging everyone that's on the line today to be moved to the place of intercession, like Daniel to stand in the gap and to make up the hedge, that hedge of protection that Ezekiel talked about in Ezekiel 22 and 30. It's the same hedge that was around Job. Remember in Job 1 how God presented Job to Satan like, here, have you considered my servant Job? Satan, his response, let us know that each of us have a hedge of protection, and that thing needs to be restored daily because sometimes we ignorantly open up, we, we remove, I won't say open up, but we remove blotches of our hedge of protection just through ignorance sometimes. But Satan in Job 1 literally told God, like, how can anybody touch Job? There's a hedge that's around him that can't be breached. <laughs> so literally. Be moved to that place of intercession like Ezekiel talked about in Ezekiel 22 and repair the hedge, not just for yourself, but for your family. And just like I said, even if you're not a person that's called to the nations, but you have a heart to serve and a heart for humanity, pray for the nations and ask God to restore the hedges of protection. Thank you for this time. For um, thank you for allowing me to come on and to um, to briefly give you guys the synopsis of the courts of heaven and my experience of operating inside of it. Oh, sovereign God, I thank you for Lady Sharon this morning, God. God, I thank you for that awesome message. I bless your name this morning, God, for you are. The sovereign God, you are the great judge. God, I thank you this morning for your unconditional love and your outstretched hand. God, I thank you this morning for not consuming us in our sleep. God, I thank you this morning that you're downloading your information into our lives, oh God, that we may have a, a better life, a walking in your presence, oh God. God, I thank you, Lord God, for your indwelling spirit this morning, your Holy Spirit that dwells on the inside of us. God, I thank you that you are just judge. God, I thank you this morning for being lost, Loshanah, an unchanging God. God, I thank you for being Elohim Shema, the God who hears. God, I thank you for being Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. 
God, I thank you for being Jehovah Shalom, the Prince of Peace. God, I thank you this morning just for being God. I thank you this morning, Lord God, for your love. I thank you this morning for being a healer. God, I thank you this morning, Lord God, for being our hedge of protection. So, God, I give you praise this morning for the heavens declare your glory the skies proclaim the work of your hands god i thank you this morning lord god for your glory god i thank you this morning lord god for the law of the lord is perfect reviving the soul the statue of the lord are trustworthy making wise the simple so god i thank you this morning lord god for all that you do in our lives. God, you who sits high and lives low. God, you are the God who make our crooked paths straight. God, you are the God who exalts our valley days and brings low our mountaintop. God, I thank you that there is none like you, Lord. God, I thank you that you're not like man. You're never changing. God, you're the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. God, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for your children, Lord God. You said children are a blessing from you, oh God. And God, I thank you that you lead our children in the right direction. You said to train up a child in the way that they should go. And when they're older, even if they depart, they will return. So God, I thank you this morning for your word that guides us. I thank you this morning for your word that's on the inside of me. God, I thank you this morning for family. God, I thank you this morning for those, Lord God, you put in our past that we may tell of your death, burial, and resurrection. God, I thank you this morning for your glory that's all around us. God, I thank you this morning that you are a just judge, Lord God, and you will avenge your people, God. I thank you this morning, Lord God, for your greatness your goodness, Lord God, for you are a good, good father. God, I thank you this morning. I, if I had 10,000 tongues, I couldn't thank you enough. God, I thank you this morning for the full arm of God on. God, I thank you this morning that you are God and God all by yourself. God, I thank you this morning that you are Elohim, the creator of the universe, the heaven and the earth and all that dwells in it. God, there's nothing that we can do to get leave your presence. For you are omnipresent. You are the God that's everywhere. You're everywhere I look. Your love is all around me. God, I thank you this morning, Lord God, for doing your will, Lord God. Let your will be done in me. Not my will, but your will, God. Your will, God. Help us to walk in your way, Lord God. To walk in your word, that word that you have planted on the inside of us. God, I thank you for the principle of the seed, God. If there had been no seed, God, I wouldn't be in existence. So, God, I thank you this morning for your holy word this morning. I thank you this morning for the clear victory. I thank you this morning, God, as I lift Sister Julia up to you, her daughter, and I lift up Yvonne to you, all of those who've lost loved ones. But, God, you who are faithful, God, even when we are faithless, God, you said that you are the great comfort.
comforter, God. You are our advocate. So, God, I thank you for being a comforter this morning. I thank you for being an advocate this morning. God, you said what concerns us concerns you. God, I got some concerns this morning. The people on the line need you. God, I got some concerns this morning. The people in our household need you. God, the world needs you, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, God, I pray that they repent from their sins, turn away from their wicked ways and turning for turning toward you that they may have eternal life lord god i thank you that someone come today lord god and ask what must i do to be saved god i thank you that you are our savior you are our redeemer you are my rock my refuge god i bless your name this morning and we can take our next Take our phones off mute and praise God for all that He's doing in I 
that are about to take place in the year 2020. Um, for those that are entrepreneurs that are um, on the line today, God is literally about to open up doors and there's going to be individuals that are called destiny helpers. Those are the individuals that are assigned to our lives that are literally there to help propel, to take us from one place to another. And just right now, we just call forth the destiny helpers from the four corners of the earth. We loose the angels of God just to bring those individuals to us, the ones that are assigned to our life, our ministry, and our families. But I definitely seen that in the year 2020, that for most that are on this line, for the ones that are literally have been consistent and literally have the heart to reach and to believe what God is saying, that 2020 is going to be a year that God is literally about to skyrocket from ministry down to family. God is about to expedite so much. Expediting is about to be the word for 2020 without compromisation. Like, you're not going to have to compromise for this this expedition that the Father is about to do. It is literally God-ordained, and it is divine. And don't think it's strange that you're going to encounter many individuals that are going to link up with you. They're going to see the vision, and they're going to take it and grasp hold it and say, hey, bro, hey, sis, what can I do to help to be of assistance? Many of us need assistance for 2020. We're going to need assistance, individuals that's going to help lighten the load because our calendars, I see markings on calendars, which lets me know that in the year 2020, a lot of our calendars are going to be marked up with things that have to do with God. But in toward the end of 2019, as we're approaching the end of 2019, the Father is literally pulling many of us into a place of deep consecration because there's a supernatural download that he wants to give to many of us that are on this line today. So get your pens, get your papers together. If you're not one that dreams, just believe the Lord. He's about to activate just the life of the ones that's on here that desires it. That's all he's looking for is a desire and for us to ask. He said, ask and it shall be given unto you. All we got to do is open up our mouths and ask. Just like we're declaring victory, just ask. It's all about the declarations that that come out of our mouth. The world that we live in is shaped from the words that we speak. So we decree and declare total victory for the remainder year of 2019, but we decree and declare supernatural victory and takeover for the kingdom of God for the year 2020. I'll give it back to the individual that's supposed to close out. morning, Sharon. Thank you for your declaration. My name is Yolandra. Um, so I just want to um, just thank you for everything that you shared with us this morning. Um, thank you for taking the time and the opportunity uh, to talk about the heavens or the courts of heaven. And this is the part of the call that uh, people normally say good morning, and then we can ask questions or make comments about what you have shared with us this morning. So I just wanted to put that in there. God bless you.
Good morning. This is Krishanda. I just wanted to say thank you so much for your declaration this morning. Your words were so precious. Thank you for bringing the truth to us. I cannot wait to go back and study. It really blessed me this morning. Just always when you just hear the truth, your words were, like I said, so precious. Um, Bless you. Going back on mute. Good morning. And I just want to say thank you, Sharon. Um, This was uh, right on time and incredibly powerful and um, um, uh, just a revelation. Your eyes open. I can't wait to study as well. And the heaviness that you spoke of is uh, just permeates all around me. And the dreams, I'm, I'm glad you spoke on that because I've had dreams where some I've remembered and some I've waken up and like the enemy just came and snatched it away. And I know I dreamed, but I can't remember it. So, and, and what's, what's the name of your book again? It's called The Realms of the Court. The Realms of the Court. Okay. I just thank you. And I'm looking forward. I'm excited at the same time. Um, you know, I know there's lots of work to do, but I, I just, you spoke to my to my spirit, to my heart, and um, I just so appreciate you. Thank you so much. Morning, this is Tanya. Alexander, from True Hope, I cannot tell you how godly proud I am of you. Like something stood up inside of me when Dion told me that she first, she was trying to make me remember who you were. And I was like, I don't know nobody with that name. And I was like, oh, I know who you're talking about. We never called you by your full name. I love you so much. I have your book. Um, I've been reading it. And I'm just amazed at what God is doing for his people. So keep doing what you're doing, um, uh, you know, and, and please give my love to the family. Um, but, again, I'm super, super, super proud of you. God bless. Yeah, God bless you. Good morning, um, Sister Sharonda. This is Sister Tracy. Thank you um, so much for your declaration on this morning. Um, and I'm just going to absorb and digest what you said. I receive it. And all I keep hearing um, is what you, one of the things you said was expedite, just expedite. So thank you so much for your declaration. My name is Barbara, and I want to thank you for your share this morning. I intend to get your book and start reading. Um, Just thank you for the encouragement and and the reminder that we have to stick to the Word of God and stand up for the Word of God, Um, and that we are in this world, but we're not of this world. We really need to remember that. So I just thank you, and God bless you. Amen. 
Good morning. It's Tamisha. Um, I want to um thank you for the share and the reminder that there is a literal hedge of protection around me and um I needed to be reminded about that today. Um I complain about a lot but as also um you know I I woke up this morning and you know things could be a lot worse so thank you. Hey, Sharon, this is Tanya again. So um just, just so that you just so that you understand the format too. Yolandra, thank you for um explaining the to um to Sharon. I was just about to do it. So you are more than it's 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 more than okay for you to enter into dialogue with people as they um you know, as they uh, introduce their selves to you and make a comment. You're more than welcome to share something that God gives you for them or uh, expound on something that they say. Um, <clears throat> and you all, this is absolutely a great time to ask, to remember just to ask a question if you have one or if you if you need clarity on something that was said, this this is the time to do it. Um, I know for some people it's, some, you know, taking the, uh, the time to process um, what was shared, <laughs> but um, yeah, just wanted to share that with you. Okay, thank you for the clarity and insight. I was on the other end, like, okay, I want to say something. Especially to um, the last two callers, um, the one that talked about her dreams, there's a parable of the sower in the New Testament that talks about the seed that's dropped. And it basically talks about how some are plucked up. The seed, Our dreams represent seeds, and literally they bring forth a harvest. So um, one of the things that I like to do when I dream is when I wake up, if the dream, if I'm uncertain about where the dream comes from, we have three dimensions that we can dream in, and they're sent from three different places. God sends dreams, the enemy sends dreams, and then our soul. The soul is the mind, the will, and the emotions. If it's fragmented, which means broken from trauma and whatever else we have encountered inside of our life and it hasn't been restored according to Psalms 23, then we begin to dream and think in the soul realm. So what I do when I wake up with my dreams is I ask who the sender, I always ask the Spirit of God to reveal the sender of the dream. Now, if it's a God dream and it's a warning dream, I'm asking God for more insight on how to proceed. If it's a dream that did not come from God, all I counsel that dream all the way out. When the Father literally reveals to me that the dream, it came from something that has to do with my soul, a part of me that's still broken and still healing. I literally ask for, I literally call down um, the healing virtue of God. And I just put him in remembrance of his word of Psalms 23. A lot of times when we don't remember our dreams, the enemy is there snatching those dreams out of us. But one thing that I've learned, I travel to the continent of Africa quite frequently. I'm actually going in a couple of weeks. And out there, one of the things that, w that I was taught was to pray in tongues. Those individuals pray when they wake up, and before they go to sleep, they literally 
they literally pray up that that hedge of protection. They cover their whole families inside of the blood of the Lamb. And sometimes in the Western world, we get so comfortable to where we just lay down and we don't. And I'm not saying that that's the case for anyone on the line. I'm just saying in general for my life. Um, sometimes you just lay down because we just be exhausted with the things of the world and we don't realize that during those times of sleep, it's an imperative and important time of our life that the Father is literally trying to seal instruction on the inside of us for our day-to-day living. But the enemy is always, that, that kingdom is of darkness is literally at its height between 12 a.m. and 3 a.m. The witches and the warlocks are up doing incantations and spells. These are not things that are not real. But that spiritual world is very much so active. And it's imperative as believers that we are covering our households and our children, our families inside the blood of the Lamb. And literally just calling down the angels of assistance that Psalms 130 and 20 talks about. Like we have angels that are assigned to us that are, that are, they are taught to not even allow our feet to touch a rock. They are supposed to be loosed and they are supposed to stand guard according to the word of God. But to the last individual that talked about um, that heaviness that was over her, I've seen a dark cloud that literally had been following you around. But how do, but all we have to do is just ask God right now um, just to remove that dark cloud. But we just come out of agreement with that because that's not your portion. That's not what the Father, that's not what Jesus Christ died for. The Bible says that he just died for everything that pertains to life and godliness. So even right now in the name of Jesus, we just call forth angels of assistance that are assigned to your life just to stand guard to cover and to protect you. And we just come out of agreement with the mindset that your life will always be that way. You don't have to complain. That's not your portion. Just like you said, the declarations of your mouth makes the world that you live in. So we decree and we declare that you are above and not beneath. You are the head and not the tail. In the mighty yes. name of Jesus. Thank you, Amen. Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Thank you so much for that. Good morning. This is Yolanda again. Oh, my God, you really opened up um, um, an opening for me, right? Uh, because a lot of times well, I dream a lot, and so you're giving me insight into how to decipher, you know, where the dream is coming from or, um, or you know, ask God for more guidance and um, insight, right? And a lot of times I wake up, and you said between the hours of 12 and 3, and I've heard about that. And I I have also um, experienced that. Uh, But last week I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning, and often I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I know I'm supposed to be doing something. So this last time I sat up, and I said, okay, Lord, what am I supposed to be doing? I know I'm supposed to pray, but what am I supposed to be praying about, right? Because a lot of times when I when it happens, you know, I don't know what to do. I just, you know, sit there like or I lay in bed or I sit up like I said um, I did this last time, which was different for me, and and think, okay, God, so what am I supposed to be doing? Um, so I need uh, more information on that part. Because, you know, it's like he'll wake me up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, I, I mean, straight up. And I know it signifies, it's, it's a symbol of something. I believe in that um, that is the time when uh, 
the, the evil spirits are, you know, roaming about, right? And it's my job to thwart off those uh, spirits in my life and people around me, right? So thank you for that. So I want to ask you about your book. I'm certain there are chapters <laughs> in your book. There are certain chapters in your book. I mean, there are chapters in your book. And when you come back, because I know God's going to bring you back, right? Are you going to break down, like, explain to us chapter? Um, I, yeah. I am on the next time I come around. One of the things I did, because I found myself going through generational issues, I did that DNA ancestry thing. And one of the things that Robert Henderson and Prayer Medic didn't focus on was the generational, like, researching where your people came from. When I researched where my people came from and found out the stuff that those people did, it, it made sense why the, it was just open doors. The enemy, he always looks for points of contact. He's a legalist. So he's, the Bible said that a curse without a cause can't land. He's always looking for an open door. He literally roams. He goes throughout the bloodline, back and forth, looking for an open door. And if, he, and if there's no open doors, he stirs up havoc around the lives of the believers so that we open up doors, ignorantly and sometimes knowingly. You know, but inside my book, I talk about how I did my DNA research, and I found out that a good portion of my um, of my ancestry came from Cameroon. And when I start studying what the um, individuals from Cameroon did and the belief systems that they had, even the gods that they be, be, were believing in, I said, this is why there's so much idolatry and religiosity on my family bloodline. Here we go right here. I begin to repent, renounce, close doors. I'm telling you, and I started seeing breakthroughs, like it was sweatless victory. I began to be agile in the areas of praying. Like that type of stuff affects your prayer life. Like some of us sometimes can't pray past 20 and 30 minutes. I went to Africa. I Those people had me pacing the floor. I learned how to pray in tongues for about an hour and a half, like being stretched. But we've got to step out and do things outside the box. That was another thing that I had written down that I forgot to say, that God is tearing out. He's tearing down the walls of the box. Like many of us are coming outside of the box. 2020 is about to be a year that many of us step out the box. And that box represents our comfort zone. We have to get uncomfortable for the things of God. And that does not mean that we're not in, in safety. His thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. Like, we have to get uncomfortable for it. But, yes, next time around, I will definitely go into the chapters. Um, hey, Sharon, this is Tan again. Um, <clears throat> I just want to remind everybody, please put your phone on mute until you're ready to speak. Um, um, there was a lot of background noise when um, Sharon was just trying to uh, just before um, Yolandra asked her question. So just just double-check your phone, and please make sure you're muted. Yolandra, specifically mm -hmm. to you and other people. I apologize. That, that was me, sister. I apologize. Okay, it's, it's okay. The baby it's has okay. the phone. <laughs> All right. It's okay, Sister Julia. Thank you. Thank you All for right. that. All right. All right. So if you, you can go ahead and mute now. So, so what I was going to say to you, Yolandra, is that one of the things that I do, because I, um, like many of you, um, I'm awakened. Usually my time my time had been about 3.30. I just call it my hour of the watch. Um, and, um, you know, you, you kind of half sleep or I'm kind of half sleep. Instead of thinking about what I need to say, I immediately just start praying in tongues. That's generally, and I know you have a prayer language. I know you 
uh, have the gift of the Holy Ghost. And that's one of the things I'm going to suggest. Um, but then also you can ask the Lord, Lord, what should I pray about like you have been doing? But rather than, I mean, to take the pressure off uh, of, you know, thinking about, and then of course I'll pray about other things that come to mind. But um, the majority of the time I spend my time praying in tongues for however long that the Lord gives me. And then I go back to go back to sleep. Um, um, anyway, I just wanted to share that with you. Sharon, you might want to add a little bit more to Thank that or not. I don't know. Okay. That was so good. That was so good. Another thing that I like to do, because at those hours, the enemy, like, there is a real spirit of sleeplessness. <laughs> There's a real spirit of sleeplessness. And let me tell you, it's one of the enemy's biggest tools that he uses against the body of Christ. Like, we will find ourselves so drowned with with just sleep or just feeling tired and worn out. One of the things that I learned out in Africa was that they pace. They pace. Get up and begin to. If you feel yourself falling asleep, begin to pray in tongues, but get up and begin to walk the floors quiet. If if you have a husband, if you have children that sleep at that hour, just walk it back and forth quietly. Or if you got to get to a place where it's violent, normally during those hours at about 3.30, my, my, when I'm up, it's normally a real, it's normally loud. So I pace it inside my room and I begin to close all doors, bathroom doors, my children's room doors, and I just begin to pace. You know, I begin to pace um, the halls. The Bible says that the kingdom of heaven, it suffered violence. Like during, literally during those hours, there is so much demonic activity that has, that goes on. But we, the Bible said, greater is he that is inside of us. Greater is he that is inside of me than he that is in this world. The God of this world is Satan, is what the word of God says. But greater is, is, is the God that's on the inside of me. So during those hours, just like um, she said, if you can't pray and the things don't come to your mind, begin to pray in your heavenly language. And you'll find sometimes mine gets to a place to where it's violent. So it's not violent in a bad way, but it's just like, no, take your hands off of my stuff. Take your hands off of my children. Take your hands off of my prayer life, off my fasting life. And I just begin to go with this far, as long as the Holy Spirit has me stand, I, I get up and I pace and I walk. Praise God. Thank you both. Thank you. Hello, good morning, Sharon. Hi. Good morning. Good morning, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for your declaration and your sharing and teaching. You're absolutely amazing. Um, You mentioned about uh, being an intercessor. A couple weeks ago, when I was um, spending some time with the Lord, he had whispered that I was an intercessor. And... I've just been pondering on it and, you know, thinking about it. I um, have been praying for my family for a long time uh, because none of my siblings are saved and um, many other family members as well. And so I just always feel like it was such a burden to um, be saved. I didn't quite understand, you know, what my position was as far as trying to help my family to come out. But just as you were mentioning about the bloodline, and I'm learning more about, you know, um, the you know, things that in my family may have been. And God's kind of 
showed me how there have been certain addictions and other things that have gone mm. on. Yeah. And so um, I'm just trying to understand a little bit more about, you know, what what am I supposed to do now? So um, one of the one of the things um, concerning intercessors, we're all called to a place of um, intercession. Let me just uh, make that. Uh, just let me generalize that. We're all called to pray. The Bible literally teaches us to pray one for another. That's intercession. Like when you begin mm-hmm. to move from the place of I, 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 God, I need, I want, I desire, I desire. to a place of God, bless the other individuals, Lord, I see my sister over here, or I see my brother over here. We're all called to a place of um, intercession. There are um, deeper levels of intercession, and um, one of the things that I see hanging over your head is prophetic intercession, and that literally means that God is going to open up those spiritual eyes, and he's going to give you insight to the situations. Just like you said, when you begin to talk about God revealing things, it's prophetic for God to reveal the things that are not seen by the natural eyes but seen in the spirit realm. So the prophetic intercessors, literally God gives us downloads and he allows us to see things with both the natural eyes and the spiritual eyes. And when he begins to show us things in the spirit, in, in, in the um, spirit, that intercession, it takes us a bit deeper and we wore a little bit different from everybody else. We carry the burdens of our family a little bit different from everybody else. But if I can encourage you concerning um, concerning the intercession, just begin to ask God to show you some of the things that you can make. Make a list, a prayer list on your uh, brothers and sisters and ask God, what are the strongholds? What are the areas that they, that they struggle with the most? The things that you don't know about, but the things that the Spirit of God knows. Show me those Amen. things. And then give me strategies on how to tear them down one at one one after another. The Bible says that this kind goeth out not by but by prayer and fasting. This kind Amen. represents that there is a certain kind that requires fasting and prayer. Those are the stubborn strongholds that don't want to go, that you see hitting the family lines lineage after lineage, like back to back to back with no break. That kind yes. requires fasting and prayer to no avail to get rid of it. And even just the words that you begin to speak, we have to learn how to trust God even when we can't trace him. And literally what that means is when we, we when it don't feel like he's here, we still stand on his word concerning our brothers, our sisters, and our family. Trusting God when we cannot trace him. So begin to ask God just to give you words. What is he speaking over that person's life? And let that be your declaration. Like, I don't care what it looks like. I decree and I declare. We shall decree a thing and it shall be established unto us. So begin to decree what God is saying concerning your siblings. Amen. I hope that Thank helps. you. That helps a lot because the other thing that God said right behind him was the word prophet. And I didn't, I was like, what? Yeah, I, was, I seem prophetic. It's, def- it's on you. It definitely is. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so
anybody else have a question or want to make a comment, this is your time to do so. We're not going to hold Sharon's time up if it's not necessary. Anybody else have a question or comment or needs clarity? And somebody needs to mute. Uh, you're, you, oh, Sister, can you uh, can you uh, text me the name of the books so I can give one, please? Well, the, the name of the book, the name of the book, Sharon, just say the title of the book again, because we we we're not able to text you, Sister Julia. We could say the title one more time. Um, sure, I I have the book. I just don't have it access to it. Can you say the title? The realms of of the courts. Okay. The realms of the courts. Okay, the realms of the courts. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Anyone else have a question or a comment or need clarity? Sharon, this is um, Priscilla, Sister Priscilla. Um, your spelling of your name um, as the author of the book, can I get your first and last name? Sure. Hi, hi, hi. So um, my first name is spelled um, C-H-A-E-R-O-N. C-H-A-E-R-O-N. Uh-huh. And the last name is Westry, W-E-S-T-R-Y. W-E-S-T-R-Y. Yes. And can you get it on Amazon? Are you on Amazon? Yes, that's, that's, Amazon is fulfilling all my books right now. Yeah. Everything and the is book is on Amazon because I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> This is, this is you know, I've been told, um, this is Priscilla again, that I am the one for my family, and even though I've been running from it, I, I now am surrendering and wanting to be obedient um, to God. Um, I didn't see it because I, I come from a line of pastors in my family um, and a lot of other things too. But uh, ever since the uh, passing of my mom, who was the matriarch of the family, um, we've always been dysfunctional, but it's more so. And a lot of hurt, a lot of pain, a lot of uh, things that have gone on. And I know from the, from the, converse, from the sensing of this um, declaration and the understanding of petitioning the courts, in which I've had the privy of listening to um, last month on Declare Victory Line, um, the weight of this, is where I know I need to be and where I know I need to um, study and pray and pray. Um, as you say, we're all called to intercession, but I also know when you clear, cleared and said destiny helper, that resonated with me as well. Um, and I know that from people who God has assigned me to in my family, and it directly has to do with their destiny. So, I, I just can't thank enough, you know, um, as they say, those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall find it. It's uh, this declare victory line, and, and this is to uh, uh, to everyone that um, implemented this and was uh, obedient to God um, from the very beginning, I believe I've heard six years ago, um, has just been amazing for me. Um, it's definitely in 2020, it's definitely taken me to an area of um, tremendous growth um, and growing up 
in the things of the Lord and getting to my destiny and my calling as well as whatever that is when it represents working with my family. So I just, um, and believers and, and my call in my life, I just want to thank you and everyone else at this point. I'm just very, very grateful. Um, just very grateful. I know it's a lot of work ahead, a lot of things I don't know. But one thing I heard you consistently say, you you asked God. You asked God to help you to, to see clearly as to which way to go, which what to pray for. Um, and when you didn't know, you prayed in tongues. And, 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 I, and I can't wait to get your book so I can, you know, line up. Because the spirit of heaviness has been there, and I, I'm tired of it. I'm sick and tired of it. So thank you very much. Amen. Um, if I could just encourage you, I've seen um, a purple heart being placed um, over you. It's basically a ribbon that's given to those that are in um, the army for, that save lives. And literally in the New Testament, it talks about how that we are called to snatch souls from the pits of hell. And um, a lot of us do it. We Some of us have gifts of help. Others operate in the um, office of a prophet. Sometimes we have the gift of prophecy. But for you in general, there are so many things that the Father, I see him handing you a big gift that you are literally about to Un, um, that you're about to unravel, and it's literally going to blow your mind. You're one of the ones that are going that in 2020. I see um, not riding the wind of acceleration, but you're literally about to flow with it. So be encouraged. There's a lot of different things that I see going on, even with the tears that you've cried concerning your family. I just see the father um, um, assigning angels just to bottle them up because you're just that precious to the father, like he loves you. But there's also something that was placed around you that I've seen that has curse breaker over it. So there's a special anointing that rests on you <laughs> that literally has the ability that God has anointed you to do inside of that family. So my prayer for you is that you move forward and do not fear. Do not fear at all. God is with you. Thank you. Thank you, sis. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Mm. Good morning, is it Sharon or Sharonda? Sharon. Good morning. Good morning, Juliet. Actually, I've been enjoying your uh, talk this morning. Um, I want to ask you a question because I'm, I'm people say to me that they that I'm a prayer warrior. I'm still trying to grasp that. But what ha- there are some things that happen to me that um, that kind of takes me off guard because, like, I'm struggling sometimes with praying. But it's like I'll be struggling to pray, you know, and then oh. someone will come to me and all of a sudden I'll get this overwhelming feeling to lay hands on them or... Um, People that have gone into the ministry, like, God to just put on my heart to, like, bless them, like, with the oil, like, from the crown of the head to the feet. But then I get this blockage. I just don't understand why. I, I don't know if I'm making any sense, but I don't understand uh-huh. what prayer life this is that, that, I'm, that I've been encountering. You know, um, another thing that used to happen to me um, is I go... I'd only, God would move me to go to see people right before they 
pass on and I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to go pray for them and they're going to, you know, they're going to be healed and then they just pass on. So I've, I've kind of uh, shied away from certain things because of not understanding what's happening. So I don't, my question is, can you be like, um, can it come to you like the intercessual part? Can it be just seasonal, you know, or just for a person at a certain time? You know, I don't, I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. So, okay, let's let's go back because we, we got it. I, I'll quickly unpack it for you, okay? So, number one, it's not a seasonal thing. Jesus is not seasonal. He was the greatest intercessor ever. And in our relationship with him is not seasonal. We are the byproduct of the rendered verdict of the cross. Therefore, we carry the DNA of our Father. We're not seasonal. No gift is seasonal. He's not an Indian giver. He doesn't give to take back. And he doesn't place things inside of us just to remove it. That's not the way he works. He's enamored with us. And if I can encourage you, because we have to deal with um, with a strong spirit of rejection um, and fear. Once you overcome these two things, those two areas in your life, you're gonna be you're gonna be the intercessor that God has called you to be. It's so crazy. I hear this song by Crystal Aiken, and it, it's called "Yes, Even Me." And it's almost like God is saying, yes, even you, I've called you. This is the place where you're supposed to be operational at. I've called you to this place. And don't move off the wall. Like a lot of us are called to at certain watches to stand on the wall and not to move off of that wall. Back in the Bible days when the watchman was removed off the wall, the enemy was let inside of the head, you guys. And a lot of us, we cannot be moved. Let me show you. When those thoughts come, because I see that there's thoughts that's around me, yeah, when those thoughts come, we silence them and we pull them down. You hear me? We bring every thought into captivity that tries to exalt itself above the knowledge and power of Jesus Christ. We bring that thing into captivity by arresting it in the spirit realm. It doesn't have the right to, to hoover over you or to speak to you. You are an heir to the throne. And it is beneath you and underneath your foot. But this has everything to do. The Father wants me to talk to you about the armor, putting on your armor and understanding each piece of that armor. The place of an intercessor is a place of war. And we have to be equipped as intercessors by putting on the full armor of God from head to toe. That helmet of salvation, it literally keeps those foul thoughts out. It keeps that double-mindedness from trying to uh, take its root inside of our mind. That shield of faith is something that you're going to use because what you're being attacked with is, is it's just all from the opposing end, which we don't give him no glory because he's a defeated foe in the name of Jesus. But we use our shield of faith to, to literally quench those fiery darts that he's throwing at you because those are darts. The things that you're feeling like you feel like you're being knocked back you need to have that shield of faith up. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So once you begin to open up your mouth and make declarations, you're hearing the word. It activates the shield of faith. And then you're able, them darts, once the enemy come at you, you like, please, the word of God. We begin to resist him just like Jesus did. He said, resist the enemy and he'll flee. But we got to get that shield of faith up. We got to keep it up, trace, trusting him even when we cannot trace him. That is faith. And then all the other 
parts of the garment begin to 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 play their part. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, the belt of truth, that keeps everything inside. It keeps everything um it keeps everything up. And then the feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace, we're all called to carry the gospel of peace, to literally encourage individuals and to tell individuals about God. So the armor, understanding every piece of your armor, especially the shield of faith, and I see that helmet, like you're going to have to get deep inside of um, a place of consecration and begin to study and unpack it. But don't ever doubt for one second that God did not call you to that place of intercession. Don't you ever think that God is not speaking to you because he speaks to you. He loves you. I hope that helped. (laughs) Amen. Okay, so I can't be quiet no more. Hi, Sharon Gray. Good morning. (laughs) Good morning. Good morning. Hold on one one quick second. Um, I want to remind everyone that um, can can whoever that is mute 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 your line. Who is that? Oh, this is Bernadine. I'm on Julia's phone. Okay, you're gonna have to hold. No, 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 no. Hold on one second. Hold on one. Okay, so in the victory line, um, Sharon, if you would, will you put the link for your book, please, ma'am, um, so that those that would like to purchase it can do so? Um, oh, sure. And also, if you'll just maybe post it and tag me as well, um, just on regular Facebook for those that may not be in the victory room. Oh, sure. Uh-huh. Not a problem. Okay. And then also I want to remind you guys, December thirteenth. Now she was she was very sweet and nice today. I need y'all to know. She real cool right now. She kinda chill. Um, but I'm super excited because she will be at the event December thirteenth at Berkeley Mount Zion. It is an evening watch service. Um and when I say pray, y'all ain't heard nothing yet. Um, God is clearly anointed. I just want to tell you thank you, Sharon, not only for being willing, um, but for pouring out so consistently. And I know for some, um, some of the things that she said may have you looming in your head. I need you to trust the process. This is all she do. This is all, this is what she teaches consistently. So just wanted to remind you all to have an open heart um, as God is pulling us deeper, right? So the word says that the deep calls unto deep, to the deep things of the knowledge of Christ. And so as we begin to propel ourselves into 2020 um, and God is, is sending even different levels of revelation, um, just ask the Holy Spirit to to lead and guide and and all that stuff. And thank you for what you said to Juliet. I'm excited um, that it is confirmation. And and her only issue is that F word. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> that F word. Thank you for It's an honor and it's a pleasure to serve. Literally, it's an honor to be on here today. I will post the um the link to my book and then I'll tag you as well. Um, okay, and then Miss Bernadette, you can go ahead now. Go ahead.
Amen. If not, if anybody else has questions, go ahead. Praise the Lord, saints. This is Sister Shante. Good morning, Victory family, and good morning, Sister Sharon. Um, thank you so very much for your, your message and your declaration this morning. It was very powerful. And I was just wondering, if you don't mind, um, if you can please keep me in your prayers. Oh, yes, definitely not a problem at all. This is Bernadine again. I know i got to wait. No problem at all. You said, what's your name again? You said Sister Shante? Sister Shante, yes, please. Thank you. And I'll pray for you as well, in Jesus' name. Thank you. Go ahead, Sister Bernadine. You fine. Go ahead. Okay, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay. I didn't hear how you said uh, resist the devil and he will flee. Uh, I have to put on the whole armor breastplate, right? And I don't know what else. Okay, so basically um, there's a place of studying that the Father is about to take you to and studying each piece of the armor of God to understand its significance and why it's imperative that we put it on daily. Like, we oh, literally okay. should not be living without any of it. But understanding it, it, I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit will simplify things. One of my daily prayers is always asking God to give me revelatory information that I can teach to a two-year-old. So I just want to be able to teach it in layman terms. And if you ask the Father just to break these things down, he will literally show you things that are, he said he will take the simple things of this world to confound the wise. So we ask him for the simplest terms, and he will show you how easy and how how necessary it is for, for each piece to be implemented daily. Okay. All right. Thank you. I, I hope that makes sense. <laughs> Well, yeah, because I can ask the Father anything. So if that's what I want to know, how do you do that? I ask the Father. Sounds great. Right. That's correct. (laughs) Okay. Okay, thank you. Anytime. Hey, good morning. Hi, this is Mona. I just want to just say that that your decoration, it was... um, it just was so uplifting in, in in so many ways for me. That's why I kept on getting. I just kept on getting the um, just reminders of, of not to worry about the fear. You know, like you said, if I get over that fear and that rejection, I mean, everything you were saying was just hitting the the um the Holy Spirit. It was just for me. It was just for me, and I just wanted to tag in. I was so happy I was still able to get done with Ivana, and you were still on the um on the line. And the other thing I was um thinking about when when we was talking about the ancestry um um watch hour you guys one of the situations with me that uh now that I, I have to deal with is the fear because one of my hour I realized is is between that that it's like between one and, and um sometimes I would say before four o'clock or it's always three. So it seems like it's in between two watch hours. But the main one is the first one and when I read about um um, what, what is going on, like you said, during that time, the, the that's the main time of the um, enemy of the witchcraft and all that stuff the, that's going on. And then when I cut reading, it said, this is the um, for seasoned intercessors. And I allowed that fear to, to um, 
sit in in me to tell myself that I'm um, in a season intercessor because I just, you know, I'm new to this. I'm true to this, but I'm new to this. You know what I mean? So I was like, oh, so now just as you was talking and everything, it was like, Mona, stop. That's just that fear that's trying to um, stop you. Because even when I get woke up now, I'll be like, oh, my God. And then I get this fear. I was like, um, is I'm ready to pray against these um, type of spirits? Because I'm, you know, all that stuff that come up uh, over me. And I got, I can't do that. And I, I it was just, it was a lot of things was as y'all was talking, as you was talking, the spirit was talking to me too. So I just thank you for your encouragement and thank you. I'm definitely going to um, get your book. I, I'm, I'm so interested in the courts. Um, I'm already, you know, in our circle. We, we already is opening up that. I feel um, that I, I know more, a lot more about it. I feel more confident in it of understanding how it is, um, how, how it works. So I'm just, um, even what you said about the um, going back to find out about your history, you know, uh-huh. I, yes, that just really, yeah, yeah you too, Yvonne. Yeah. Uh, I yes, what you just, you want to say something? Because the word solidifies our identity. 
and then when you get to that intimate place with the father he begins to he begins to speak his word <laughs> he begins to speak his word to you and begins to affirm the word that that that's written right the enemy knows that people that have no identity they fear because they feel like who's going to protect me but when you understand who you are and whose you are I raise, I, I rise up at those hours, and let me tell you, I began to loose warring angels. I'm so special to my daddy God that if I ask him to loose Michael to come and protect me, he gonna loose Michael, and Michael coming to protect me. So we gotta understand the love the Father has for us. He is enamored with us. There is angels, like I said, that are loose daily, that literally have to stand guard. The Bible says that the angels of the Lord are encamped. That word encamped means that they can't leave about those that fear God. We got angels that's assigned. You don't have nothing to fear. Your angels are up on watch. And if the enemy ever has you doubting or making you retreat to a place of fear, begin to open up your mouth and say, no, this is not my portion. What the Father has called you to do, he will empower you to do. And he's looking for you to step out the boat. Many of us are like Peter. We got to step outside of the boat. The boat represents our comfort zone. We yeah. got to go to the unknown. He yeah. wants us to get out the boat. He's out. He's bidding us to come closer. He's telling us, come on, don't worry. You safe. I got you. You don't have nothing to worry about. Those things are more afraid of you than you are of it. Once you understand that and understand that there are warring angels that are assigned to us that literally have to stand guard, you're going to wake up in the morning and you're going to be like, oh, okay, what's up? Next day, what's up? What's, what's up? You failed that mission. What's up? And then we have the right to arrest them. That's, when we arrest spirits, they're literally arrested and they cannot do nothing. Their hands are tied. They can't do anything. When we silence them, when we call down fire in the spirit realm, the, 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 the fire literally falls and destroys. When we cover ourselves in the blood, you want to know why it's important for us to cover ourselves and our, and our lives inside of the blood? Because the enemy can't touch nothing that's covered in the blood. It's not a cliche. It, it, it really happens in the spirit realm. They can't touch nothing that's covered in the blood. That's why they're always looking for loopholes and open doors. Because if it's covered in the blood, they can't touch it. So I, ho I hope that helps you. Like, oh, yes, it definitely did. Because the spirit was already, um, he was already telling me that just in my ear before, as it was going on, I was like, no, fear not, I am with you. And, you know, it's, it was so, everything was saying, I know, yes, yes. Yes, yes. Even when, even I was telling you, when she was telling us, just do, just because if you don't know what to say, just your heavenly language. And I was just go and just. Just continue just to do that until I just feel a little sleepy and I find up when I'm dozing off. But it's still, I could still, I felt some doubt going on in my mind, and that's why I need to cast out. You're absolutely on it. You're yeah. absolutely on it. This is Krishanda hey. again. This is so good. I'm sitting on my couch, and I just want to say I'm sitting on my couch, but I feel my spirit, my body is running back and forth in this couch. <laughs> this is so good. Thank mm -hmm. you. Thank you for sharing. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Just like I said, it's an honor, and it is a pleasure. You know, when you're going through stuff, you never know 
why you're going through the things that you're going through. And had I known this three years ago, I would have probably pushed even harder that the father would be uh, using somebody that, that the world disqualified. God loves using the things that the world disqualifies to qualify. Bible talks about whom he called, who he called, he qualifies. So he, he loves using the ones that, 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 that the world casts aside and say, oh, no, you can't, that's, that's not, that can't be used. So it's an honor. Hey, Sharon, this is, this is Tanya again, and I know we're coming up at the top of the hour, um, um, at 8 o'clock, and we want to be respectful of your time. But I wanted to raise something. You said that something that was really interesting. So while I've had an assignment <clears throat> of generally around 3.30, probably for the last uh, maybe two weeks, I think. Um, so I'm, I'm being wakened at maybe one, sometimes two. It's not, it's 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 various times. And I will do exactly what I was sharing with Yolandra, but then I'm staying awake. Like sleep is escaping me. Um, and it happened this morning and I almost missed the call. Like I, I woke up and I was like, well, Lord, what? What you know? Um, what am, what else do you require? Like, what else is going on? You know, and and I'm real super concerned because I have um, um, I had cataract surgery, and so I want to. I'm very sensitive to how much time that I spend with my eyes open and closed, just because I'm, you know, just had major challenges with the recovery um, portion of it. Um, I have an idea um, where the restlessness may be coming from. Um, I'm not really sure, but I just wanted to, so is there anything else? So, so what was helpful was when you said you would get up and you would walk the floors. That was helpful. Um, I could definitely set it, uh, take it up a notch, but um, like I'm, I'm not able, I'm getting like maybe three hours sleep total. And I know that that's not good. I know it's not healthy, but you also said there was a spirit of restlessness. I believe you said, or a spirit of, Something to do with sleep, which arrests your sleep. Okay. So two things that you said. I see, uh, Tanya, you know, like talking to, talking to you, it feels like I have my mom on the other end. <laughs> like, I know. It's okay. You guys are seasoned. It's an honor to be on the other end and to be <laughs> talking or discussing this. So it's usually if I stumble over my words a little bit. Oh, stop <laughs> it. I'm so serious. I love you guys. I love Lanika, all of y'all. <laughs> like, but um, I see that there's a new assignment that's being given to you. And I see it in the hands of God. There's a new assignment that's being given to you. And I just see him dusting off some old assignments. I don't know if you put some stuff up and thought that, you know, well, maybe it's good or it's a good idea or you put it to the side. But um, there's some new assignments that's being um, released to you. And while three hours may not be adequate enough to sleep, there is a spirit that literally comes to torment us and to make it to where we uh, we we walk around um, restless. But there's also a spirit that literally brings sleep on us when we need to be up studying. So there's a spirit that comes and brings sleep, and then there's a tormentor of sleep that removes sleep as well. And um, with you, there is, it's almost like, it's not an in-between. There are some days where the father is literally looking for you to ask more questions. There, There is literally like a new assignment that he is literally, he's, I'm, I, I don't, <laughs> He's not done with you. 
there's still some work that has to be done. There's a lot of work that has to be done. And there's a lot of impartation of the oil that's on your life that has to be imparted into other individuals' lives. And um, 2020 is about to be a year that the Father uh, release you to, to, to um, meet the other individuals that you're literally about to be in that you're literally about to impart into. So it may seem like it's crazy that you're up at these crazy hours, but um, a good portion of it, I will say, is divinely sent from God. And there is a new assignment. I just keep seeing it and saying it. It's a new assignment that's gonna, that needs to be released. But if I can tell you this, um, at night, because your eyes, um, on the nights that you cannot sleep, um, it's almost like I see um, that maybe you should start playing worship music or even just the word of God. It'll get you to a place, worship, when Saul was unable to be settled in the spirit. And I'm not saying that you have the spirit of Saul, but I'm just uh, using worship as an example. But when um, Saul needed to find that peace and rest, um, David was called in to, um, to play the music and to bring forth worship. And literally what I see is that worship has the ability to bring you the rest that, that's needed, anointed worship to play at night. And it doesn't have to be something that's loud, but it'll help that, that the issue that you're, um, that you're suffering with. But also you have the right to arrest that spirit. And to, um, the Bible talks about how he gives sweet rest. I love that scripture. He gives sweet rest to his beloved. So it, it's a part, we, that belongs to us. That's a promise. And we need to arrest that spirit and literally begin to decree the word of the Lord um, over your life so that you do have rest. But there's a new assignment here as well. <laughs> I hope that helps. Thank you so much, sweetheart. Is there anybody else before we get ready to wrap it up? Good morning. Good morning. Go ahead. Good morning. Oh, that was one of our babies saying good morning. Good morning, baby. <laughs> I bless God. Oh, go. I bless God. Amen. Look, Sharon, you got a question mark over your head? I can see it. Uh-huh. Amen. Amen. So, again, it's almost 8 o'clock, guys. Um, if there are no more questions, I don't want to hold up her time and uh, want to release everyone to walk into their day. Sharon, you got any last words before we close out real quick? Um, we still got eight minutes. Just to be encouraged, you all, it was such an honor and a blessing to be on um, on the call today. And I just thank God for your life beyond. Like, I thank God for your life and um, your ministry. And just for the individuals that are assigned to your life, and it was an honor and a pleasure to even speak with you again. I love you, love you, love you, love you. And just for everyone that's on, just um, I just want to encourage you guys that regardless of what it looks like, you guys, press in and to trust God when you cannot trace him. <laughs> Absolute truth. 